Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! Hey, Marketing Money Podcast listeners out there, if you need help with your geofencing and mobile placement of advertising, uh, such as we talk about from time to time, you've got to be on the phone. Look to Rain Local. Uh, they're a partner with this podcast now, and uh, Rain Local does a heck of a job on placing ads on that mobile phone native and helping with social as well. Uh, so if you want to look them up, rainlocal.com. If you talk to a rep, tell them the Marketing Money Podcast sent you. And now, back to our regular talk. Welcome back again to the Marketing Money Podcast at marketingmoneypodcast.com. This is John Oxford with Josh Mabus. We are kicking it at the Financial Brand Forum in Las Vegas, the awesomest of awesomest cities if you're just trying to have a good time at a conference. And we're here with MX, the digital PFM, whatever they do, they're about to tell us. It's way above my pay grade and above what I do. But they want to tell us about what they do, so we're having them on the show. We have here with us Brett Allred and Jane Barrett from MX, and they're about to drop some knowledge on us. Josh, why don't you give us a little bit before we get into them? Well, John did a pretty poor job of explaining our surroundings. Um, a lot of beautiful people, um, beautiful Mark Anthony suite. I think we're going to, I'm just going to say that they filmed Hangover here. I think they did, maybe. I don't know. Somewhere in this, like in this hotel. They did it in this hotel. Thank you guys for inviting us up here to tell us a bit about MX and what you guys can do. So um, give our listeners, I don't know how they haven't heard of this, um, so just a little quick overview like they haven't heard of MX before. Well, thank you, John, and thank you, Josh. It's great to be here. Um, so MX is built on a foundation, like very mission-driven, very vision-driven, built on the foundation of empowering the world to be financially strong. Our focus is very much influencing positive financial outcomes for people. Um, vision finances as they should be come to life through um, a foundational data, approach to data, which is taking what is sometimes complicated and unreadable data in financial services and turning it into actionable data for insights for the marketers as well as great way to show someone's money life to the humans of the world. So wait, 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 I got to interrupt. Do you, you don't sound like us Southerners over here. I'm from well, the South. I'm as South yeah, as you can get, mister. South. Tell me about that accent for a little bit. Southern Cross South. There you go. Yeah, it's on um, the flag, right? It's funny because I always use the collective we and forget that I do not sound like the collective we. I am originally Australian, but have been in the U.S. 15 years. Ah. I'm American now. I just never quite got it. You, but you still, you still Accent. got the, the accents awesome. Thank it's you very awesome. much. So I, am, I will turn it over to Brett to talk on the product specifically, but I think it is important for the listeners to understand that you know we've been around for 10 years. Most well, eight, We have 1,800 financial institutions as customers, so we're not a B2C company. It's B2B2C. We work with many fintechs as well, so our core business is really enabling institutions and fintechs to allow their customers to better engage with their money. And Brett's going to tell you exactly how. So, tell me about what y'all do, but this Pulse thing I've heard about. That seems to be the 
the, the key word I see marketed at the conference and around what is Pulse and how does it integrate with our banks? Yeah, great question. So when I think about Pulse and I think about uh, its usefulness to end consumers, there's a lot of talk about artificial intelligence, right? AI, what is AI doing to help uh, the world today? What is it doing to help individuals? What is it doing to help companies? But sometimes AI is a little bit of an abstract concept. You know, there's ranges of what AI is and what it can do. And when I think of AI, I think more than artificial intelligence, I think of assisted intelligence. And so, what can the computer do, what can the machine do to assist us in our everyday lives? And we're seeing this more and more coming out of the tech world. So, uh, something as simple as asking Siri, how do I get to you know, the restaurant down the street? And it's gonna give you turn-by-turn -turn directions. Now, we're not to the point yet that it's, it's gonna pick you up and take you down there yet, but it will tell you where to get off uh, where to get off the freeway, where to get on, how long it's going to take. It's going to assist you in, in your own personal intelligence. And if you look at all kinds of apps, we're seeing it more and more with, with Yelp is doing it. You know, how many of us are using Yelp to find the nearest restaurant? Uh, Google Photos, for example, you load all your photos in and it's organizing them, it's sorting, it's doing facial recognition, etc. So assisted intelligence is really interesting uh, thing and how do we apply that to banking? How do we assist somebody in their own intelligence along their financial journey? How do we assist them in their day-to-day -day life in making decisions and understanding where they are financially? And that's really where Pulse is. It's an assisted, it's assistance assisted intelligence, right? Trying to assist people in uh, knowing where their money's going, assist them in the uh, trying to make sure that they're not overdrafting their account or they're making the best decisions. So really it's, it's personalized intelligence and it's predictable intelligence for the end user. I'm really glad that you said assisted intelligence because I'm a little just individually tired of artificial intelligence. We don't want artificial colors, flavor. Why would we want artificial intelligence? So um, I really like the description of assisted intelligence. You're smiling. You can you can steal that. You can you I'm you, it. you can take it straight. <laughs> take that. So there's another side of this. I think if we look at this holistically, it's fantastic that we start obviously with what what MX does for the clients of your clients, the, mm -hmm. the, the bank. But also, I mean, it's a, it's a fantastic data gathering tool, um, data aggregation, um, data visualization tool around spending behaviors within banks. Is that a fair assessment? Do we talk about that? Do we not? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's so, incredible value to banks, right? Yeah, absolutely. So if you think of it, the, t the highest tier where we're talking assisted intelligence, in order to do that and provide that experience for the end user, we start to go down and get lower and lower and lower into what's the actual data that, that is required to provide that experience. And once we have that data, there's a lot of things that we can do. And so when we, when we think about MX, we think of that foundation of data and gathering data about a user um, at, at the core or at the base level, right? Our financial information is stored in all kinds of disparate data sources. And so the first thing that we need to do is get all those sources and collect them into a central place. And we do that through our aggregation technologies. So we can pull in all of the different bank accounts you have, the investment accounts, et cetera, everything related to your personal financial life. Then when we get that, we can enhance it, we can classify it, we can categorize it and start to like add a lot of value into that, that data set. And now we have this corpus of data that we can run analytics on and do visualizations, provide insights, you know, do the assistant intelligence thing, or just standard PFM, we can do that as well. Now what's interesting about that for the user is they have a great user experience. For the bank, 
uh, it becomes very interesting because we start to learn the behaviors of the individual. We get a holistic picture of their financial life, and then we can. There's all kinds of things we can do to serve them because really in banking we're there to serve the consumer, right? To help them uh, with their financial life and their financial journey. And so, uh, as we talk about advocacy, I'm sure Jane will jump into that. Uh, we can use that data to help them and to promote financial wellness, financial well-being, and then. If we have products and services that are of interest to them and can help them, we can promote that to them in a way that is responsible and ultimately beneficial for the end user. So, quick question here. If I'm a bank marketer, which I am one, uh, and I'm sitting at home and I'm listening to this podcast on my drive to work and I go, man, that MX stuff sounds good, but I've got a legacy core. How does that tap into? How does it communicate? How does it integrate with my core? So I think, no offense, but that is the wrong question. Um, I, I, I've never asked the right one my entire life. I specialize in the wrong questions. Okay, I'm good. always confidently wrong. Good. Well, I mean, the short answer is, is that we have partnerships with 53 digital banking providers. Like we already partner with online banking providers. So the technology side is not the challenge. The challenge can be structural and challenge can be cultural. And if you think about the very core essence of data for marketers, and I say this with love as a marketer, is that all of the intellectual capacity that's gone into getting data sets together and slicing and dicing and segmenting and applying all the tools, that is then used to basically yell at customers, right? And it's just used to sell them more stuff, right? So if you were to re-divert like, some of that energy to how can we provide value, Right? How can we be of service? How can we help people with their financial lives using that same data and that same intellectual capacity? The outcome will most likely be the same, right? And there's, so if you think of a pyramid, like at the base level is data, clean data. We know who you are, we know you enough to put you into a segment. But then it's like, now we know that you may be financially fragile or you actually may be extremely financially healthy. The tools may actually be different. The approach could be different, but now we know how to deal. And so you work your way up with tools, whether it's digital money management tools, whether it's things like Pulse to help people just keep on track, um, or whether it's things like Insight and Target, which is, oh, we can actually automate a lot of these messages and direct them into healthier habits, direct them into sort of better marketing messages. The core is, it's not like a, it's not a conquest. Like getting that next product sold will make your quarter, will it keep your, pro your customer? Will that next product sold be of value to someone's financial life? And so it's a fundamental mindset shift and culture shift around how can this be win-win? Let's get to great financial outcomes for our customers and in turn, great financial outcomes for us. So I can give a few like explicit examples. Like if you imagine someone or even a segment of people in a community that is more prone to use predatory lenders, right? High interest lenders. You can see from transaction data outflows, right? So profile them and instead of saying, hey, stop paying interest rates and we can give you a debt consolidation loan for 8%, educate around what, like, you know, the statistics around predatory lenders and how many loans go to pay other loans, how to get out of that cycle, you know, lead with empathy, lead with a message that is much less around we're cooler than them and we've got lower interest rates, neither of which are urgent messages and much more around, you know, the path to long-term financial health includes 
building up a base of savings, you know, starting to put money to work. But to get out of that predatory cycle, you do need to get the, like literally break the cycle. So you do offer the debt consolidation loan, but you don't lead with it. Lead with content and lead with solutions that can get somebody to be like, oh, actually that is a good way out. And the win-win for the institution is less outflows, you know, more money stays in the bank, and yes, they've sold their debt consolidation product, right? It's just a different way of going to market, and the data is there. The data is there to see. So that is about as far away from the core as I could imagine. And, I'm sorry. And, and that's, no, 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 no. I mean, slap down. No, 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 no. I mean, you're exactly right. But what you're talking about is what I talk about with our, our clients a good bit, which is a cultural change, because that sounds like the antithesis of bank thinking. And, and sorry, banks out there, like to truly elevate the way you think. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk spoke this morning, and I was just like, I mean, how many people are going to follow this advice? And it's not because of you, individual listener. It's because you go to your executive management or all this stuff. And the system yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a vicious cycle at times to change. Um, so I've got, a, I've got like five questions. But the, the, what I'm going to give you as an observation just to really um, um, sort of second something that you said, because we seem to... You talked about predatory lenders, but you also talked about people who are highly um, healthy in, in, within their finances. I just saw a study, Morning Consult did this, that um, individuals, even financially healthy individuals, have no perspective for how financially healthy they are. So they're so terrified. There may be things that you can do, and I talk about borrowing money now ver versus 1980. Basically, money is free to borrow right now. 20%, 21% credit card interest rates. I mean, borrowing money from your bank was like was like a credit card interest rate in 1980, like five, six percent now. So that's just an observation that everybody needs a, a better picture of their financial health. So give us a case study, specifically a bank, not a credit union, um, who, who is, because I mean, it just, it just plays a little more to the credit union mindset, right? To be a little more soft and whatever. Give us an example of a, where a bank has transformed. Name the bank if you're, if you're comfortable doing that. Tell us who is using MX to really empower their clients and sort of what do those outcomes look like? So I think many of our partnerships that have been extremely successful, they are culturally and mission aligned. So USAA is a wonderful partner of MX. They are predisposed to care for their base. It's, you know, veterans and their families. I happen to be a client of theirs. You are? Even though I'm Renaissance Bank, Even though you die, love everyone. Ride or die, Renaissance <laughs> Bank, I have a small relationship with USAA. So respect it. Yeah. Respect. And that truly is culture, right? That's not about core, it's not about technology, it's not about middleware, it is absolutely culture-driven. And that's what enables, okay, what insights can we get from data? What tools can we provide? How can we serve us better? Because that is the mindset. Um, and, you know, you say no credit unions, but you know, there's a lot that larger banks can learn from a credit union mindset which is it's not a lose-lose, like, or a win-lose. You know, I win if they lose. Like, you know, credit unions have done an amazing job of growing over the years by providing services without having the profit, that pesky profit motive. Well, sometimes you need those profits. Yeah, that's true. Or... Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, there were some, there were some side comments that no one can hear. But, uh, yeah, hey, it's a business. 
But um, so tell me this: if if I'm listening to this and I'm again, I'm kind of repeating what I said, and I like, I go, hey, I like what those guys are saying. How do they get in touch with y'all? Like, sell us on it. Like, what what? <laughs> sell us on MX. I want I want to know more about MX. Mm-hmm. What is my next step? And, and and think about this: they're just listening to this they're on their phone or their I'm car sorry. on the way to work. And they're and like, they're in Vegas no, with a beautiful no, no, view. No, no we're, no, in, we're Vegas. in Vegas with a beautiful and view. They're all mad. They're in like Oklahoma <laughs> and or it's Massachusetts still snowing or in Florida June. or yeah. you know Tennessee. They're wherever <laughs> they are, and they're like. It what sounds good. I, I need to talk to those guys. What's, what steps should they take? Um, you can call Brett or I anytime. <laughs> no, we have uh, MX.com. There's there many go. Me- mechanisms there go. to go to the site, raise your hand. Um, but again, we are a very approachable and open organization. So, Based out text. of Utah? Yes, we're based in Lehigh, Utah. Okay. We all travel a lot. <laughs> I think, too, you know, when you go to MX.com, there's a lot of products, services that we offer, and really, if, if you get in touch with us, uh, talk to one of uh, one of our team members, and start to help us understand the challenges that the bank is facing, we can start to look at, among the product suite that we have, what's going to be applicable to you at, the, at right now. And, you know, we think of this crawl, walk, run approach, and there's things that... Uh, the, the bank can start doing today that may be small but can start making progress towards whatever uh, journey that they're on. And as, as we think about this journey of the, what we call the data journey and going from uh, what we've said about uh, collecting data all the way up to this assist, assisted intelligence concept, uh, it takes a while, right? And so get in touch with us, let us talk to you, we'll figure out if there's a solution and then of one of the products that we have, um, there's going to be something there. So. So we're bumping on time for our show, but we are sitting outside, for those listening, at the Mark Anthony Suite. Anthony. Anthony. No H in the Roman Empire. Ah, yeah, well, he's a a pop star. (laughs) I don't know him personally, but, you know, it's uh, it's a beautiful night out here, and MX has been nice to host us to to, uh, let us podcast from this uh, kind of deck that we're on in a a night in Las Vegas. And... uh, we just uh, appreciate being here, but I think finally I want to close out with saying that uh, MX is uh, the digital dive you need. You need to contact them at MX.com. Y'all have been great to have, to have us on the show, but I want, to, I want to let y'all have the last word here. So if someone's listening first time, they've never heard of y'all, elevator speech, what do you say? It doesn't really matter your role in an organization. You can advocate for your customers. But to advocate for your customers, you need to know who they are, their behavior, and what, how you can help them best. And that starts with clean data. You can then dial it up to add tools, add assisted intelligence. But getting to a place that is where you are today, to a, a place where your customers are thrilled with you, it is one step at a time. And what we'd recommend is just think of one metric. What's one metric that you can move the needle on? You know, do you want every one of your customers or members to have a $300 emergency savings in a saving account? Awesome, we can help you get there. But if you come to MX with an idea of, here is a metric that's important to us as an organization and will be impactful for our customers, we can shortcut six months of conversations. Like that is a fantastic place to start. And again, it doesn't really matter your role in a company. You know, we work with marketers all the time. We work with digital product managers. We work with C-suite. 
but getting to a place where you are advocating for your customers and are investing in healthy financial outcomes for them, that's a conversation we want to have. That's fantastic. Thank you very much, MX, for joining us. And um, hopefully you'll, you have a... No, John awesome promised, to be here. John promised the final word, so, so, so you get to say bye. That's the last word we're going we're gonna to use. All right, goodbye. Thank you. and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.